Hi, everyone. Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Hauk, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our partner, Network Magazine. I'm really happy you're joining me today. We sincerely appreciate our listeners. This episode is part of our Solutions Spotlight series. I chat with Wesley Sutton, Global Market Development Leader of Power Systems and Services, and Tadeo Rodriguez, Global Strategic Business Developer for Sustainability, both at Rockwell Automation. As we talk about how manufacturers can reach their sustainability goals while also improving productivity, you'll learn about Rockwell's production automation solutions team that helps companies develop strategies to reach their objectives. But before we dive into the conversation, it's time for our family-friendly, silly joke of the day. Did you hear about the drummer who had two daughters? He named them Anna 1, Anna 2. All right, here's our chat. Hi, gentlemen. Thank you for chatting with me here today. Hey, Teresa. Hey, thank you for having us. Hey, Teresa. So we're talking about how manufacturers can accomplish their sustainability goals. Today, let me start with you. Sustainability is a topic that's constantly on manufacturers' minds, especially as more companies realize its value economically as well as for the environment. What does sustainability mean to Rockwell? Yeah, um, I think so. For 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 Rockwell, this is sustainability is a key, a key pillar uh, for the industry. Um, we actually established a strategy for sustainability that is composed uh, by three areas. So the first one, uh, it's sustainable company, and this is how we operate in a more sustainable way. Uh, we also have uh, an area that is sustainable communities and uh, an area that is called sustainable customers. So what we tried to, to arrange was a, a strategy that could care for our stakeholders and in a more comprehensive way that, that we could do. So part of what Rockwell Automation looks at is that the environmental social government governance or ESG goals, are, and what are those? Yeah, so um, for ESGs, uh, we definitely take their, that into account. So just a, a data point over there. So 90% of the S&P 500 companies are reporting ESGs in some manner. Uh, definitely Rockwell is doing it. And, but we also look at internally into how we operate with our sustainable group. And then also how we can help our customers um, in their ESG goals and the ESG roadmap and the sustainability journey they are they are going by. So we definitely look into ESG and, and we are trying to keep the pace with all the regulations and, and challenges that are coming in the market. Yeah, today, too, I think I want to emphasize as well that, hey, when we're talking about sustainable customers and the kind of the roles that Rockwell and we can help play in, I think it's really more focused around that environmental impacts. Um, and helping our customers along that portion of it when it comes to their ESG goals. How do you, what kind of goals you have? Uh, you have a uh, production automation solutions. And what kind of goals does that address? What's that designed for? So production automation solutions um, is a, you know, a project group within Rockwell. And really we're focused on helping our customers improve productivity, uh, mitigate risk, and then also drive those sustainability goals. 
Um, I would say we, we do that through multiple facets from a production automation solutions standpoint, mainly focused around modernizations and, you know, expansions or greenfield projects when we actually, if we look at from a broad picture, uh, but I would say also, you know, we can get down into probably some more simple things that our customers can do uh, when it comes to you know, pursuing um, sustainability goals. I guess I want to give some examples and what that looks like and, and how our customers maybe want to start that journey as they look at sustainability and ESG goals. It could be a pretty broad topic for our customers to, um, I'll say, understand or really uh, you know, figure out how to go after. And I guess one of the one of the main points I want to stress is, hey, this can be, you know, something fairly simple, you know, on how we start or how the customer may start um, their journey around accomplishing these goals. And what I mean by that, you know, we could take a, a an operation, um, some kind of process control, and it could be as simple as a, you know, a fan control that's all of a sudden using, um, it's using an across the line. So there's not, no variable speed with that. And then they're, they're controlling maybe airflow with a damper. And now if we change that out, maybe just put a, a variable speed drive um, in place of that. Now we're able to control what our energy consumption is, or at least control the airflow. And at the same time, control our energy consumption based on what the process needs. Instead of cranking that thing all the way up, you know, maybe at 100% and just controlling it with some other means. If I, if I might jump into that, so, and I think that's a great example of how we can work for the sustainability goals, because addressing the energy efficiency issues is, or issues that you can find in, in the process, um, that will feed into your emissions. So, for example, Wes was speaking about the electricity consumption of a, of a, of a motor, an electric motor, and that is, you know, at the end, transferring to the scope two emissions of a company. So our strategy with contextualized data and optimization for process solutions can help customers to hit goals into the emissions, into the water space, and also circularity and waste, uh, waste management, which uh, those three are usually the top of mind for environmental, the environmental component of ESG. And, uh, you know, that can that can have ramifications into thousands of solutions and applications. Um, and I think was just sharing one of the examples that, that we can execute. That's, I think that's accurate. So I would think there are a lot of industries that have high priority ESG goals. Can you describe some of those? Yeah, so I, I, can, I can maybe start and was maybe you, you have also some, some insight there, but uh, you know what, what I've seen, it's, it's probably like a, like a different nature of how companies feel the pressure. So you have companies more on the consumer side, the consumer side of the story. Um, and, and for example, there is a, a survey that was uh, made. And in that survey, they just asked, hey, how much you know, are you willing to pay more for a sustainable product? And funny enough, 90% of the Gen X people uh, say that they would pay more for, for a, a more sustainable product. So I would say that in the consumer side, uh, the market, the market, and the consumers are making uh, are putting more pressure into the companies, and probably in the more uh, heavy industry side, you know, the big uh, metals manufacturers, mining companies, they are being more pressured by the regulations, at least in, in the latest regulations that we are seeing that are targeting uh, energy and carbon intensity industries such as chemicals, uh, metals, cement, mining. Um, so I think it is interesting because either uh, either of those two, I would say, uh, extremes, uh, both are getting 
put the matter transition into a sustainable operation. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly. And one of the, I guess, one of the points maybe I want to iterate or just restate here with that too today. That was great insight. But if you kind of break it down to what you, you know, had previously talked about um, in energy, water, and waste kind of being the key focuses, I think depending on what in- industry you're actually in, that is going to push you to where your key focuses are. You know, energy and efficiency, and you're probably going to be more towards that heavy industry side. And waste might push you more on the discrete. Uh, making sure you're getting kind of everything, you know, squeezed out of what you can and, and ensuring that there's not going to be any waste associated with it. But either way you you look at it, you know, you're going to have some of these process control improvements, you know, I guess is one way that you might be doing, you know, something that's going to help your sustainability or efficiency. So we can look at uh, model predictive control, you know, to kind of improve your process as one way or one solution that customers may look at this. Um, I would say you can even implement that from a, a waste and a water perspective to mitigate you know, leaks. You know, that can be one thing, especially in a water industry. And then in, I'll say any industry that's really using water to help making sure you're using that water, you know, most effectively and you're not causing excess waste, essentially, you know, wasting energy when you do that uh, within those, those processes. Um, on top of that, I think one of the things I, I want to add, uh, sorry, Teresa, I just came to mind with this one. Uh, but I think when you look at, you know, you look at energy and you look at energy, water and waste all being part of this, you know, we t- gave the example of efficiencies and process solutions. You know, at some point you want to be able to measure what's actually happening within your your systems and your operations. And that's where we have the the energy monitoring, um, energy management type solutions to that customers would be looking for so they can measure, I'll say measure over time. And then actually measure maybe by product or uh, I'll introduce a, a word called energy intensity, where they, they look at how much energy, energy they are using per certain amount of, of output. Um, and once you have that, now you can you have a, a very good way to, to understand you know, any sustainability projects, improvements or solutions that you're implementing. You have that metric to really drive towards and, and start bringing that number down, be more efficient. And Wes, are there teams at Rockwell Automation that address ESG goals for these industries? And how do they do that? Um, absolutely. So, you know, one of the teams is uh, part of the team that I'm on, right? We talk, talked about production automation solutions and, you know, being involved in projects from modernizations to, to greenfield, you know, plants or new builds. Uh, but there's a variety of other teams within Rockwell who are also here to help, you know, guide customers through some of these challenges and, and point them in the right direction. So we have our Calypso team, uh, which focuses around the consulting and their digital solutions. We think broader scale and bringing those solutions to, you know, enter- enterprise type customers and, and having the, those IoT solutions to really focus on sustainability. Um, and we also have kind of on, I would say, almost on the opposite end of that, even our services teams where, you know, can focus on remanufacture and, and repair, you know, these parts. So instead of thinking about fully replacing something, now all of a sudden we could reuse that to kind of bring it back up to the, the life it once had. So couple that with our production automation solutions. You know, I would say we can also, you know, if we look at the, the bigger projects, the Greenfield, we, all, we would partner with other teams um, within Rockwell, too, through our Intelligent Package Power Group to even provide full you know, motor control solutions and process control. So along with production automation solutions um, in the group that I'm a part of, uh, we also have the ability to partner with our Intelligent Package Power Team to really bring in a full-scale motor control Power uh, plus our process control solutions 
And a lot of these may be geared towards some of these new greenfield sites, you know, improvements or efficiencies or just, you know, expansions. But I think this can also, you know, gear towards these new energy type solutions when it comes to either hydrogen, um, hydrogen processing, carbon capture, maybe there's renewable natural gas or battery storage. So bringing, you know, all the, the great things, you know, that Rockwell and that Rockwell has to offer that our customers like and being able to provide that um, as a full solution for these new spaces. And just, just maybe to add, to, to jump in there, Wes. Um, so I think it's also quite interesting how we are partnering up with new tech or uh, new climate tech companies, right? Like carbon capture, renewable natural gas. I, I've seen that uh, with these type of solutions that Wes is mentioning, uh, we work definitely with uh, with our, our industries that have been working with them for, for years, like mining, like pulp and paper, like CPG. Uh, but then there are also these new spaces of renewables and those type of uh, developments where we are also playing now. So it's a very interesting evolution and it's great to see that, that we can provide solutions for those. So as you talk about the requirements and the needs of these various industries, what are the regulations coming out of Europe that affect these industries, the costs, and the, how does it affect trade, imports, and exports for these industries? Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting point on, on uh, Europe. There has been many uh, announcements into how they are pushing new regulations. And actually, there is one that it's uh, been published recently, which is the carbon border adjustment mechanism. Um, and that regulation will monitor or will uh, identify the carbon intensity of the products accessing the European Union or entering into the European Union. So if you are importing one of these uh, products that are on, under the, the coverage of the CBAM regulation, that's how they call it, your product might get an additional tax because of these new regulations. So it is starting with uh, just six sectors, but it will expand to more uh, in the future years. And just to give you an example, there is an analysis made by consulting group where they identify that, for example, for a steel manufacturer, the cost of the, of the product that they are importing in Europe could increase up to 8 or 10% on the cost just because of this new regulation if they are not complying with the, with the carbon uh, requirements that, that Europe has. So I think there are interesting developments in that space and it will definitely be something some, it will become a priority, I believe, for, for industries to address these changes and, and make an efficient change to reduce this, the impact that these regulations can have. Now, some customers might feel stuck on their ability to tackle sustainability and ESG goals. So can you describe some ways they can get started and also talk to me about how they can use production automation solutions? Yeah, absolutely. So as we kind of talked about this whole topic, uh, we understand that sustainability is very broad. And it is sometimes difficult for our customers to understand where they would like to start this journey. We go back, and I think I kind of already mentioned it, but if we look back and talk about energy, water, and waste, right, depending on what industry you're in, uh, one of these is probably going to be very relevant to you, um, and that could help us get to that point of focus. But really, you know, if we're talking about, hey, where, where can Rockwell, where can production automation solutions really help you? Uh, we, we talk about, you know, some of the different solutions that we have out there, um, whether it be from a, a leak mitigation perspective, could be the implementation of model predictive control. 
maybe there's waste reduction areas. And, and even, you know, we go back to the whole variable, variable speed drive, you know, type application where they could be smaller areas. I say small, but these can also range in very large horsepowers. Uh, but we can help, you know, implement those systems into your, your operations and your processes um, as kind of some first steps into driving up to those sustainability goals. The next step, which we, we kind of already mentioned, hey, we, we want to eventually be able to measure these if we're not doing it now, right? And we look at the, the energy monitoring and management type solutions and applications that we can implement. And even, you know, if your goals or your maturity is, is at a much uh, greater scale than, you know, some of the, the things I mentioned before, where you're already looking at implementing new energy type solutions, or maybe, you know, that really is your business is in the new energy space. Production automation solutions can help you, you know, with that process control system to implement that into your operations and really push forward on those sustainability goals. Well, that really sounds like interesting work to be involved in and how cool to be on one of those teams working on that. So I thank you both for having this chat with me today. I learned a lot and I bet our listeners did too. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's my pleasure. And listeners, please rate us and leave us a review. It really helps us on our podcast and we appreciate it. I'm Teresa Hauk with The Journal Magazine and we'll chat again soon. If you enjoy Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening.